Welcome to Moon Harbor Extended. Today's issue is The Dishonorables, Issue 9, We Are All to Blame. On the cover, the team stands, backs to the reader, on a rooftop on the outskirts of Moon Harbor. The city is aflame, buildings collapsed, streets ruined. Floating in front of them, silhouetted against a blood-red sky, is Aurelio. We turn the page and our story begins. This issue opens on a really lovely panel of all four of you, plus Nobby, in the cockpit area of this spaceship. The spaceship that came to pick you up is a little bit larger than the one that dropped you off, that, you know, honey destroyed. But... Heroically saving everyone. Of course, absolutely, like that's what I meant. Us. But we see the four of you, plus Nobby, looking out through this windshield, essentially. And the reflection of Earth is reflected, like superimposed on top of you. It's a really lovely image. And then we cut into the next panel, which is all of you inside the ship. There's a lot that's happened recently. Uh, Let me just get a quick panel of each of you. What is your mood right now? How are you feeling? I'm going to start with uh, Velvet. Um, Velvet is... Velvet is kind of curled up on her chair, not in a scared way, more in a... In like, I'm I'm thinking very hard. I I think she's thinking about what she's going to do to Aurelio when they get back. I mean, valid. Which is probably not good things. (laughs) And from there, let's cut over to Entropy. I think April is also kind of locked in thought, but she has like kind of a kind of a ambiguous grin on her face um, that I, I think would be difficult to read for the others. And Honey. Honey is absentmindedly petting Nobby. She's really scared right now. Maybe the most scared she's ever been. She's not scared about herself and she's not scared about like the toy kingdom coming back or anything. She's scared that the one group of friends she's had in a long, long time might be walking into something they can't handle and that she won't be a good enough leader to save them all. And last but not least, Type Force. Yeah, so I think Jimmy is is like pacing the entire length of the cockpit up and down, up and down, up and down. And he's just he's like kind of muttering to himself, but also out loud to the group. Uh, he keeps saying like, um, do you, do you really think my Tito Aurelio would be the bad guy? He wouldn't be the bad guy. There's no way. He couldn't. He, I mean, on, on Christmas, he he was the first person to play Super Smash Brothers with me and that first year that I got my Nintendo 64. And I played Zelda or I played Link. Zelda? Link? I don't know who. Which one's which? Uh, Link is the green one. I, yeah, well, I was playing the red one, though. It doesn't matter. I, I I was swinging the sword and he played Donkey Kong and he threw me over the edge. He just he kept winning over and over. He was so good. But he he told me to never give up. And I I can't believe 
They had to. They had to have it wrong. It, they have to be wrong. Like I don't right? know, Jimmy. He. I won't say he enjoyed experimenting on me, but he seemed really too eager to do it. Oh God, this means I'm probably not going to get a cure now. Well, it was a long shot anyway. I think this is the first time that it resonates with Jimmy, like because Velvet had talked about being experimented on before and he knew that like his Tito Aurelio was a scientist. I don't think he'd ever put together that those two things were related. (laughs) And I think his jaw kind of drops and he says, oh, yeah, no, no, no. no." Oh, I was going to say April, I think at this point, just kind of stands up and uh, wraps an arm over Jimmy's shoulder and just says. Come on, hon. Sit down. Yeah, I, I think Jimmy will will sit down next April. And I think he's still kind of like nervous and maybe and he's always tense because he doesn't know how to uh, <laughs> not be tense. When you have unlimited energy, your body just does this. And I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> I think honey gets up and walks towards where everyone else and like without saying anything just like kind of very robot like and frozen like just sits in jimmy's lap and like leans against him and doesn't say anything just stays there her eyes close (laughs) april turns to velvet and goes get in here if you're gonna make me come um, on you want to and i think Velvet just kind of goops up over the back of the chair and like rests as a scarf along everybody. I love that so much. You're definitely like the part that was close to Cutie. She's the uh, Cutie's vengeance. She's definitely like wrapping it around around her paws or on her hands and just <laughs> like absentmindedly fiddling it, fiddling with it. Velvet is internally blushing. (laughs) I think that's when Jimmy actually does relax. Like, maybe for the first time ever. Aww. Um, Mechanically, do we want to trigger a comfort and support there? It feels like probably Honey started that one. Or April. Actually, April probably started that one. Mm-hmm. We should definitely do that before April says something obnoxious to ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, April, go ahead and roll comfort and support for me. Okay. Give me just a second because it's been a hot minute. It's mundane for comfort and support, right? Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. I'm just trying to get you this last potential. I appreciate it because my mundane is minus one. You do have influence over Jimmy, though, so that might be a <laughs> neutral. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a three, y'all. Potential gain. April gets her last potential. Is that your first potential track? (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Got it in one. Uh, So, April, you did fail that comfort and support. Yes. Uh, So no mechanical benefits happen. Jimmy, you don't have to, like, not be comforted by this. You can still be comforted by this moment. There just won't be any mechanical benefits there. Well, yeah, yeah. So I think Jimmy is comforted, but also I just realized I don't have any conditions marked, which for some reason I thought I had ended last session with a condition, but if I did, I did not write it down. 
Wow. I think you cleared it during end of session. Oh, yeah, that sounds did. right. Yeah, because I was, I was, I already had more potential than what I knew than what I knew to do with. So yeah, that sounds right. Right. I mean, this would be this would also be if we wanted to reflect a failed role. This would be a good moment for April to just completely ruin the moment too. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, otherwise I can just take that failure and just do something off screen with it. So, uh, I think, you know, I think April just kind of uh, sighs and, and enjoys the, the group hug for a moment and then goes, so how are we murdering Jimmy's uncle? <laughs> oh, OK. I, I, I was I was going to ask that about as that the all in private, but I guess we're doing this. Oh, did we, I'm sorry, did we want to have this conversation in private? Um, cause yeah, you know what? That probably is better. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think it really needs to be how it's just whether it comes down to that or not. <laughs> oh, right. We, yeah. Yeah, we should. Yes, we should decide that. Uh huh. I think I can handle it. I, um. I did something a real superhero could do. I took down I took down an alien leech creature. I think it was pretty yeah. badass. Thanks. I think I'm re- I'm ready to do whatever we have to do. Okay. Okay. Whatever we have to do. Honestly, the more pressing question is are we still in this? If we have to do that, what do you mean? Because, I mean, Saber is pretty loose, but if we kill someone, I don't know if they're going to be down with us. You know. And I can't imagine them firing us is going to be like what it's like to be fired and when I worked at the Quickie Mart, so. Yeah. So if we end up not killing them, like, things will probably just go back to normal, but... This is us we're talking about, so... Do... Saber has to be on our side on this, right? Like, he's rampaging and killing people. Yeah, but the hero side of things tends to be against killing in all circumstances, so... Unless it is, like, a non-sentient alien slug thing, so, like... I know, it's really restrictive. Okay. No, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Just trust me. Whatever happens, it's gonna be okay. Okay. I, mean, I, I do trust you. Like she, she like shakes, uh, like nods her head effusively. I mean, I mean, I do trust you, but if I can take a half a page out of your playbook here, this is a pretty good opportunity to like get rid of Saber, right? Like. Like all of it. Instead of letting them fire us, we fire them. I guess. Like Saber's been pretty shit to all of us. And I don't think we're going to get a better chance to like take out the people that tormented us than right now. Wait, wait, wait. So are you saying... So are you saying team up with Jimmy's uncle or take them both out? I'm, I mean, Jimmy's uncle did not great things to you. I don't really have any desire to keep him 
Oh, no, I actively want to kill him. I'm just trying to figure out what's being said here. Yeah. What? What if we... What if we run? She, like, finally looks up from looking down and looking at all of you. We go in. We handle Jimmy's uncle. We... We are heroes. We save people. And then we run before Saber can realize what's happening and we're gone. I mean, they don't have like trackers in us, right? We could go places they can't go. And she like slowly takes out of her pocket uh, like a coin. Uh, and she's like, I only have one. But uh, this is what I used to do, used to travel Shit. between dimensions. That's it's, a good. I'm not too sure where this one leaves, but it's not going to be here. That's a good point. Anywhere but here sounds nice. Um. So we, we handle your uncle and we leave before Saber can, can do anything. And then it's just us, and we'll figure out what to do next. I don't know. Live in a house in the woods. I did that for a while. Or just, like, run. I don't really want to run more, but, like, just not be here. Start fresh somewhere. Yeah. Living in a house in the woods sounds kind of kick-ass. I, I can be a cryptid. We could be anything. Yeah. We could all be cryptids. Yeah. I want to be the Mothman. Oh, you why do you get the cool one? I mean, I don't know. I'm that's the a one that can cool fly. <laughs> now, ba based on the documentary, I saw you watching, you do have a Mothman's ass, so you this might work. <laughs> that seems to be the most important part of the Mothman. <laughs> They kept like showing it. <laughs> There's statues with the ass. Just, re just reminding the audience that this is 2004, long before Mothman Thirst became mainstream. <laughs> so <laughs> we were the real, <laughs> we're, we're real pioneers. Well, people have always been thirsty for the. But importantly, <laughs> after the movie, the Mothman Chronicles. So. <laughs> And in this small lull in conversation, the trajectory of the spaceship was kind of planned with the curvature of Earth in mind and the rotation of Earth in mind. So we get a moment where, like, Earth is slowly rotating as you're approaching it, and we can just see the East Coast coming up over the horizon, uh, like, on the side that you're on. And there is a plume of smoke coming up from the Moon Harbor area. Like, a plume of smoke that you can see from space. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think I think at that, April stops joking around uh, and just kind of looks to everybody else and says, whatever we do, we do it together, right? Yes. Together. Yes. Together. Yes. And then she she takes like a kind of a, a sigh and a deep breath and goes, all right, let's go save these assholes then. And we turn the page from there to see the space shuttle landing on the ground. 
Um, it's, again, on autopilot, so it lands itself. It doesn't need you all to, like, do anything with it. But That's good, because I would crash that thing. <laughs> Just <laughs> like we already crashed one that we couldn't fly. <laughs> uh, it lands a little bit north of the city, like, city proper. Um, there's, like, a, for lack of a better word, like, landing pad. The spaceship is not very large. It's roughly the size of, like, I'm going to say, like, the average living room. And, like, that's not just the cockpit. That's, like, the whole ship itself is roughly the size of an average living room. Uh, So it lands, and you all get your first, like, real shot of what the city looks like. And Moon Harbor Center is essentially leveled like the buildings are standing but most of the buildings are in smoke and rubble and you can just see blasts of like fire and lightning and water and like dark energy just blasting up from roughly the city hall area i where are all the other supers i just realized if all the big guns can't take this guy out then that means we're the new big guns. Okay, I was worried, but that was such a badass line that I'm in it now. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm way in. Let's do this shit. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, team. Yeah, so I think Jimmy will take the first big step forward. I think Velvet will be taking the last, but she will be stepping forward. Yeah, I think... I think... Uh, Key's Vengeance is right behind yeah, Jimmy. I think April is... Moving almost in step with Cutie. And right as you all get out, a, like an SUV pulls up, uh, and the window rolls down, and you all see Mr. Sharktastic, uh, mm. who you all remember was the, um, Chief and Shark hybrid wrestler, who was like a former villain that became not a villain anymore. How could I forget? Uh, who was there at the <laughs> carnival, at the like amusement park. Uh, and he, in his passenger seat is his son, Bruce, who none of you know yet, but little kid Bruce. We saw him at the yeah, other place. That's true. Yeah, you would have seen him. Uh, and Bruce reaches in the back and, like, pushes the door open as Mr. Sharktastic pulls up to a stop. And Mr. Sharktastic's like, get in, I'll drive you over there. I think, uh... I think oh, yeah, he just starts walking towards yeah. her. Yeah, yeah like, like, oh, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, let's do this. I knew you were cool. <laughs> How did you know we were coming? Paul and I go way back, uh, and he sent me a text letting me know that you were on your way. Uh, I assume things look bad based on the evidence. Yeah. There mm, Yeah. It's not great. Um... Most of the big names are down. When you say down, how down are you talking? I don't think anyone is dead. But I also haven't surveyed the situation that much. But Aurelio had access to all of Saber Files, plus the power-enhancing stuff. It's... It hasn't been pretty. 
can. Okay, does he steal the powers or just copy them? Just copies them. Okay, cool. And he's got some tech stuff going on as well. We gotta be careful because he can't get my power. Yeah, that's a good point. He could he could take out a lot of people with my power. Okay. Then I think you might be you might be our big gun here. We try to get his attention and you just drain him. April's like kind of nodding but also like kind of tapping her foot nervously now. Like the implication of all of that just hit her really hard. I think Jimmy should be front and center, if that's okay with you. Okay. With Velvet. He can try and drain as much as he wants from me, and it won't do anything. Well, keep him awake. That's fine. Exactly. Velvet, you'll be the muscle. Uh Um, Entropy, you're the sniper. Hide from a distance. And I'll I'll try to get behind him before he realizes it. If y'all haven't been able to stop him, I'll stop him one way or another. Okay. April, like, kind of looks up and turns to Cutie and goes, Not doing anything stupid, right? I have no powers, so... April, we only do stupid things. That's like our brand. <laughs> it's it's worked so far. You can't argue with that. Also, I at the amusement park, I kind of figured out my powers more. And I still think there's something else I haven't tried yet. So I might throw that at him. That's good. You're probably not good to leave, if- like, you know, any cards hidden. Yeah. If Fowlils fails, y'all can do a big distraction and I'll I'll try to finish it in one blow. Okay. Hopefully we can talk him down or at least disarm him before that. If at all possible, we should at least try at least for Jimmy's sake. Well, double reason for me to be on a rooftop. Because I don't do the talky good. <laughs> yeah, no. I think, and she she turns to Jimmy and she's like, this is on you, Hype Force. Do you think you can do this? I can do this. Okay. You won't be alone. Velvet will be there. Um, yeah. Let's do it. I April kind of looks up at uh, Mr. Sharktastic and goes, well, how's our plan sound? I mean, it sounds good from a villain's perspective. Um, though, I didn't give you the first part of the plan, which is when I say go, I need all of you to get out of the car as fast as possible because I am going to launch it through the air and try to hit him with it. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I want to um, argue with that, but I, I find myself with little ground to stand on. I'm gonna... I think uh, Kitty looks at the window and she's like, okay, so we're going to this place, and she says the direction, 
So, like, to confirm, like, this is where we're going? This is where he's at? Yep. The big column of smoke, that's him. Okay. Lowers window. Grabs Navi. Meet you all there. Jumps out the window. (laughs) Um, (laughs) April April actually, like, unbuckles her seatbelt and kind of, like, nods to Jimmy and starts to, like, drain his uh, bioelectricity a little bit and then uh, casually floats out of the sunroof. Perfect. Uh, do you want to go ahead and charge your burn for me while you did that? Sure. How many conditions do I have? I have Angie. <laughs> that feels right. Seven. I get to also mark... I think I will mark insecure as well. I'll make you a deal. If you don't want to mark a condition there, I'll just have something bad happen. Sure. Sure. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to take it. <laughs> no, I, I want to hear what the bad thing is. <laughs> Perfect. What does the devil's bargain look like? <laughs> and now my cameo is complete. <laughs> oh, yeah. I definitely stole that from Plates of the Dark. I use that all the time. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you drain a lot of power from Jimmy. Like you get your you get your burn there. Uh, what you don't realize is that you're pretty close to Mister Sharktastic too. And uh, all of a sudden, you hear the horn blaring because he is slumped forward with his face on the steering wheel. Well, I don't hear that. I floated out of the sunroof. That is now a you problem. <laughs> I got it. And uh, uh, Jimmy's gonna hop over the seat and kind of mush himself in between the wheel and Mr. Sharktastic and start driving for the first time. (laughs) I think I got this. Velvet, can you help push him out of the vehicle so he's not so he's not in here? While we're moving? I mean, he's a shark. He should be fine, right? I'm gonna pull him into the backseat, okay? I'm still going to crash this thing into my Tito Aurelio. Don't we need to get Bruce out first? (laughs) Uh, I like the idea that there's a close up on Jimmy's face as he realizes that there's a kid in the car. (laughs) (laughs) Bruce kind of nods at you all and is like, I can jump. I'm going to be fine. Uh, Okay. And then Bruce kicks the door off. Oh, Oh, that's awesome. Maybe you can just take your dad then. He, like, climbs in the back and grabs his dad and is like, whenever you say go, Jimmy. Yeah, so Jimmy's going to slam on the gas, like, floor it. And uh, he's going to say, or he's going to wait until his Tito Aurelio is in view. And then he's going to tell Bruce to bail out. Perfect. Uh, Go ahead and roll to unleash your powers for me. Is Freak something I'm... Nope, it's not. It's not something I'm good at. (laughs) Whoa. Huh. I mean, oh, why do you okay. even need to be good at a thing? <laughs> a nine. Yeah. <laughs> it's respectable. I feel I feel pretty solid about this actually. <laughs> Excellent. Uh do you want that to be unstable or temporary, or do you want to mark a condition? God, I am so tempted to say temporary or unstable, but I think Oh god. <laughs> My danger's already minus one, but I think I'm gonna take afraid. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, give me a panel as you all like jump out of this car. What does it look like as the specifically the two of you? I don't think we really need to care about what Bruce and Sharktastic look like. 
Um, <clears throat> I think Velvet's going to stay in the car and try and launch through the windshield and tackle the guy. Badass. To make sure he gets pinned by car, because I don't especially care if I get hit by car. <laughs> I am goop. Uh, yeah, um... <laughs> Dang, okay. I like the idea that Jimmy stays in the car, too. <laughs> uh, no, I think maybe Jimmy will... Yeah, Jimmy will just... He'll he'll bail out. Um, oh, no. He'll do the cool thing where he looks back at Velvet and nods and undoes the seatbelt and hops out. Perfect. And Bruce and... Uh... Sharktastic are also leave the car. Uh, Velvet, can you go ahead and roll to directly engage a threat for me? Yes, I can. I have plus three danger. Whoa! Twelve! All right, choose two from that list. Uh-huh. I want to take something from him. I want to take his mobility from him. Um... And resist or avoid their blows. I just want to launch out of the car and ramp him up so he gets hit. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, so you do the thing. You get all ra- get him all wrapped up. He is currently floating. And we're going to get a panel through the windshield of what he looks like. He still looks like uh, Aurelio. He doesn't like, isn't like transformed. But the like scientist jacket, like the doctor's coat that he usually wears is just, like, in shreds behind his back, so it's, like, blowing in this, like, frayed white tail, almost. And he's just floating above, like, City Square. Does he have the guitar? He does have the guitar. (laughs) And the friendship bracelet. (laughs) Yep, the friendship bracelet is uh, wrapped around his, I think, neck. It's like a choker. It's honestly really cool. You're really (laughs) strange. And... Velvet wraps him up, and then the car just crashes into him. And I think we see the car, like, hit him, and then keep going and just land in a pile of rubble. And everything is completely still for a minute. And Jimmy, what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to call out to him. Uh, Jimmy is going to, like, sort of shakily get to his feet I think his hands are kind of shaking because he's nervous but um, also he's like I think he might be like just like yeah scared and he um, he looks up and makes eye contact uh, and he I think for a second he freezes but then he like he manages to swallow it down and he calls out Tito Aurelio You have to stop this. So, to be clear, what happened with the car? It phased through him? Uh, No, it hit him and, like, you all kind of went piling into a pile of rubble. Okay, cool. Um, But he is, like, pulling himself out, so we do get this moment of him kind of, like, half buried in rubble, like, pulling himself out and looking Jimmy directly in the eyes. And Jimmy's kind of approaching him slowly with his hands out. And I think, I think, yeah, he even, like, he pulls off the superhero gloves and the superhero mask. And it's just, it's just Jimmy. And he says, um, you're hurting people. You can't do this. Jimmy, that's where you're wrong. 
Now, I can do anything I want. And he puts his hand on the concrete of the ground, and these massive roots just shoot out of it and just start, like, launching across the city square and just ripping through buildings. He's not attacking you, but he's just showing, like, how mighty he is. Uh, And one of the roots cuts through, like, doesn't rip down a building, but just, like, cuts through the center and, like, bursts out the other side of the building that Cutie's Vengeance is currently moving past. Cutie, what is your plan at the moment? Uh, Get to a building next to him, maybe a rooftop next to him, and wait for the right moment to drop on him with the giant scissors. Perfect. And kill him. Uh, yeah, so the closest building to him is going to be City Hall. City Hall is remarkably untouched. Like, the rest of the blocks around are pretty decimated, mm. but City Hall has not been touched yet. Yeah, I'm going to try. If not, if the roof doesn't have a good hiding spot, then probably just around where he is, just so I can hear and kind of keep track on everything that's happening and know when to jump in. The roof definitely has a good hiding spot. It's very, like, yeah. classic um, city hall roofs. So there's, like, mm. uh, like a half-partial roof in the, like, grand archway at the beginning. So pl- mm. t- plenty of places to be discreet yeah. there. And I'm carrying Nobby under my arm during this whole time. Perfect. And as you, like, get up to the roof and we get see you get to your spot, we get another panel, like, with you kind of small in the foreground. And then... Mm. In the distance, we can see Entropy. Entropy, where are you heading? Uh, I'm trying to just get to a rooftop um, that is kind of overlooking the uh, where this fight is taking place, um, but is far enough out of the way that Aurelio isn't going to immediately know that I'm there and be like, oh, my, my target to take powers from. Um... So, uh, I mean, she would probably not head towards City Hall because City Hall isn't usually a a fairly tall building, but probably just like, uh, like a random apartment building or, or, or something like that with, uh, with decent roof access. Perfect. As you get to that rooftop there, uh, you land and we see like, a head poke over this, like, essentially, like, barricade of rubble. And Paul is looking at you. Oh, uh, for fuck's sake, what are you doing here? We, uh, we were trying to get people to safety, and there was supposed to be a helicopter coming, but Aurelio took it down, so we're we're just up here for the moment. And you can see, like, behind him, there's, like, a dozen maybe 15 civilians. April kind of like bites her lip and balls her fists a little bit. Uh, and then shakes her head. This isn't a good place for you to be. You all need to get out of here. The roots tore through some of the stairwell. We don't know if we can get down. April like kind of pinches the bridge of her nose and says, I can give you a lift, but it's not going to be, it's not going to be fun. Paul kind of looks at the civilians and is like, I think our options are kind of 
go with you with a not fun route or wait till the building collapses and hope we don't die. So whatever you can do, Entropy. Like, I'd let the building collapse. And she, like, kind of mutters under her breath and then uh, starts to uh, bubble them up in a force field so that she can float them down to uh, to the alley behind the, the building. Perfect. Go ahead and roll to defend for me. Okay. Oh, savior is a zero. Oh, okay. That's not the worst. That's a seven. Perfect. Um, are you going to escalate the situation or expose yourself to danger? I will escalate the situation. That feels right. Uh, and they get to the ground safely. They go down in your bubble. It's not rough at all. You're actually pretty smooth landing. And then from a nearby rooftop, you hear a shout. And you look up and see Power Chord, who was the uh, guitarist for the Scarry Faces, whose guitar Aurelio is currently using. Oh, I remember her. She was hot. <laughs> and she still is. And you can see behind her, like, the rest of her band is there, except for um, the, like, teddy bear who had left. Um, so... Yeah, the no? gnome. The gnome, you're right, I'm sorry. Metronome. Uh, except for Metronome, <laughs> who had left. And so you see Steve, uh, who does not have a base anymore, because, you know, Jimmy stole it who mm-hmm. is carrying a shovel because he does not have powers. Shovely Steve. And then you have Gabriel, who does still have their trumpet. And they are, like, frantically waving you over. April kind of, like, gives uh, gives Paul a, a long, like, thoughtful look. And she just kind of, uh, she just kind of mutters under her breath, you have no idea how lucky you are. Uh, and then loudly enough so that he can hear her, she just says, get them out of here. I don't know how ugly this is going to get. And then she turns her back on him and flies up to the rooftop to go hang out with the band. Perfect. And we're going to cut from there back over to Jimmy. Jimmy, your uncle is currently destroying the city. Again, isn't hurting you at all, but it's just destroying the city. What do you want to do? So he can absorb powers, right? Or yep, he, with the guitar, he can guitar, control. Yeah, okay. Yep. So, Jimmy's gonna call out to him again. Look, if you're gonna keep doing this, then I don't want to be around for it. Just take my powers, and I'll leave. He looks at you as he's, like, getting back to his feet, and he, like, wipes his hands off really casually, letting the dust fall from them, and starts walking over to you. Again, not aggressive, just walking over to you, and he's like, Jimmy, the fact is, neither of the two of us have powers. We are people surrounded by superheroes in a world that idolizes powers. And they don't give a shit about either of us. I don't want to hurt you. I want you to work with me. Oh, that's so good. Oh, God dang. Oh. 
I think Jimmy might need to take a powerful blow, actually. <laughs> cool, take a powerful blow. <laughs> God dang. That's no good. That is that is the worst roll you wanted to see right now. And that was ten. Ooh, god dang. Um I think I want to pick two options from the seven to nine list. Because yeah, yeah. I I can't I, imagine losing control of my powers would look that that great. Um <laughs> that, that that just looks like a caffeine freak out, I think. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you just get really anxious. That's usually my favorite option too, but I think I don't think it will have like any like I mean, unless anybody else could think of something, because I would I'd love to be able to do that, but I don't think it would it would be materially like impressive at all. Yeah, even with like the like stuff that you have, like the beam saber, things of that nature, I can't really think of anything that you have that's Exactly. I I have an idea, but it might be too dark. I'm I'm open to it. Jimmy has a heart attack right now. Too much adrenaline, too much energy, too much everything overwhelms his senses. And he he has no control of his body or his powers. I do kind of love that, actually. I'm into it. I feel like that would probably be more of a, um, like, taking yourself out of the situation, at least momentarily. Mm. That's true. I mean, that's still fine. God, now I kind of wish that I had taken... um, Regeneration from the newborn or something. (laughs) (laughs) You you can just do two from the seven to nine. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think I'll go with that. Um, Because there is still something that I want to do, that I want to try anyway. Um, So, yeah, I'll take, uh, I'll struggle past the pain and mark, um, I think, insecure and hopeless. Yeah. And then also I'll give ground and... uh, and give uh, the opposition an opportunity. So what is your reaction when he says that to you? I think uh, Jimmy's knee. Um, Did something happen? April, April like folds her arms and just uh, like she takes the communicator out of her ear and she's like, I fucking knew these assholes were going to double cross us. Motherfuck. I'm, I'm sending the ship, but there won't be anyone in it because... Everyone is either fighting him or they're 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 gone. Uh, who fighting who? You hear Paul just say Aurelio, and then the line goes dead. Starts to like give way, and essentially a column of earth just erupts on, from the ground, not next to you, but like next to him. And then that column of earth like peels open, and inside are three people. One is your mom. One is your dad. And the third is Lily. Uh-huh. <laughs> <gasps> oh, dang. And he's like, Jimmy, we don't have to hurt these people. We can spare everyone. Your parents. Your friend here. But that's only if you Join me. Then it's time for an experiment, asshole. Velvet has this whole time basically been chilling under the rubble, waiting for a chance. 
and has gooped up behind him. And she's going to unleash her new new power, because as people recall from the carnival episode, I gained two powers on an advance. One was energy absorption and the other was fear manipulation. And I think I want to combine this with my moment of truth to like essentially paralyze him with this power so the other two can get an opportunity. Real quick, am I still connected to the call? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, listen, it's a tense yeah, moment. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just that T typed, so I wasn't unsure if people like were coming through or not. Um, <laughs> I just didn't want to interrupt you, but like I yeah. fully, yeah. like you said that line, and I like threw my fists in the air and was like, yes. <laughs> so good. Well, Crumpet can cut this part out. Um, and also, <laughs> and also, Crumpet put the scary echo on that line. No, uh, profit, leave it all in. Ooh. Perfect. Yeah, that, thanks. <laughs> Every bit of it. <laughs> yes. Um, so I think how her fear manipulation works is she doesn't really like look into people's minds to get this information. It's just like her body extinct instinctively reacts to the fears of people around her. So like when she unleashes it, one like her like tentacles and forms take on shapes that might frighten the opposition. Like if someone's afraid of spiders her tentacles will come out as like spider legs instead of blades or something like that. Um, for stuff that's more esoteric, I think they see it like reflected and distorted in her black slime. So she comes out and says this line and she doesn't know what she's doing, really, so she just lets this power go. And I think her edges kind of become indistinct and start creeping out, creating like a field of blackness that all of Tito's fears are reflected in. And also maybe the fears of everyone looking at it. <laughs> um, now, do I want to combine this with my moment of truth or just roll it? Because unleashing the powers has the role of frightening people I wasn't intending to. Oh, no, that's be the monster. That's be the monster. Okay, yeah, I think I'm combining this with my moment of truth. Uh, it's so easy to forget that you're not your body and you're not the voice in your head. You're both. Be the monster and save them anyway. Smash down walls and speak softly, because when you embrace it, you can do anything. Of course, putting on a display like this is sure to rile up those who see only the monster when they look at you. Okay, so that side effect is good in built in. Perfect. <laughs> so yeah she i think she comes up behind him and starts when she's got his attention just starts walking towards him not really do anything just forcing him to confront his deepest fears and we get a panel of him looking at velvet and then in the reflection we see him looking and then suddenly the beam saber is shoved through his chest and he, like, reaches down and grabs his chest, but it's not there. Because his biggest fear is being betrayed and being defeated by someone who see he sees as powerless. Oh, shit. <laughs> and you can keep going. I just wanted to give you what his darkest fear was, but please keep going with the moment of truth. Uh, no, I think this is the opportunity for other people to act. 
unless people want to describe what they see in it. I think if this is your moment of truth, I think that we're not going to have you have to... No one in your team is going to see their darkest fears in this. Okay. Because they don't see you as just the monster. Bystanders <laughs> might see something, though. We'll get there in a second. Okay. Um, so I think she just wants to walk forward until he maybe, like, co- co- collapses backward, like, in fear. And she's going to just look at it, look down at him with, like, pity. Because I don't think she's entirely realized what she's doing, but she feels very calm and powerful in this moment. Perfect. We see from inside this, like, stone pillar, Jimmy's parents both recoil from you. And there is horror in their eyes. Lily does not. Oh. If anything, her eyes kind of soften. Oh. Oh no. And there's like a half smile across her face. <laughs> and Aurelio is on the ground. He is immobilized for the moment with this paralyzing fear. And uh anyone else want to take this opportunity to do something? Yes. I think we see that panel again of the light terror coming through Aurelio's chest. And then it's not a lightsaber. It's Q's Vengeance's weapon as she kills him. Go ahead and roll to directly engage a threat for me. Uh, I have a feeling that uh, this is a regular danger, not a special. Uh, they underestimate you. Yeah, I think if anyone doesn't underestimate you, it's Aurelia. Yeah. That's an eight. All right. Uh, you're probably not going to kill him, um, but you're definitely going to hurt him pretty badly. I don't think mm-hmm. the fight has quite progressed far enough to kill him yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but go ahead and choose one from that list. Take something from them. Okay, what do you take in? I take the guitar. Perfect. Oh, uh, so the scissor. Okay, can the scissor say, go through go his chest and through the guitar? I was going to say that exact thing. It goes through his shoulder <laughs> yeah, and goes through yeah. the guitar. I think at the very last moment, he sees the reflection of honey coming up over his shoulder. So he moves ever so slightly. So instead of going right through his chest, it goes through his right shoulder. Mm-hmm. But it slices through the like strap of the guitar. And the guitar just falls off his body. And he roars in pain. And, like, lurches forward so the scissor comes out. And he looks at Velvet. And then he looks at Honey. And then he looks at Jimmy. And he runs forward, grabs Jimmy's, like, shirt, essentially, yanks it back and says, You should have gone with me. And then throws Jimmy through the nearest building. Moon Harbor Heroes is produced by Icy Sheets, T.P. Huth, Elliot Peterson, and Sean Geddes, and edited by Icy Sheets and Sean Geddes. 
Icy They Them can be found on Twitter at Icy New Year or at IcyNewYear.com. T or Tess, she or her or they them can be found on Twitter and Instagram at TPHuth94. That's T-P-H-U-T-H-9-4. Elliot, she, her, or they, them, can be found at Elliot Yulen on Twitter. That's E-L-L-I-O-T-Y-L-E-N. Sean, any pronouns, can be found at The Crumpet on Twitter. That's T-H-E-C-R-U-M-P-I-T. This issue was GM'd by T. Hughes. April Blanchard, a.k.a. Entropy, was played by J.D. Jackson. JD can be found on Twitter at JD Jackson and is the co-host of Level 7 Access, a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Honey Bear, aka Cutie's Vengeance, was played by Fabi Garza. Fabi is a podcaster and game designer. You can find her in the parking lot if you want mass kicking. You can also find her as the voice of Ursa on the Eidolon Playtest podcast. Find more information on all her other podcasts and games on her Twitter at Fabi underscore Garza. That's F-A-B-B-Y underscore G-A-R-Z-A. Izzy, aka Velvet, was played by Josie. She is a literal actual dragon, but also an artist and game designer. She can be found on Twitter at Dragon Girl Josie, and her art can be seen at Josie-Art.com. She also played Minx on The Magpies, a Blades in the Dark actual play podcast on CleverCorvids.net, and is excited for everyone to hear Project Blue Jay, a sequel to The Magpies, on that same network. Both can be found on Spotify and other podcatchers. Jimmy, aka Hypeforce, was played by Connor. Connor was born out of a volcano eruption during a lightning storm. His steps shear through obsidian rocks, and his bellows rival the crashing waves of the ocean. Unfortunately, his power is so great that he is actively being hunted by a secret government organization that wants to contain and dissect him. Additionally, he is also a pretty prolific liar, for purely entertainment purposes only. Come check out his Twitter, where he's probably talking about other locations you can see slash hear him lie, again, for strictly entertainment purposes, at Conador Crunch on Twitter. That's C-O-N-N-O-D-O-R-E Crunch on Twitter. The music in this issue was Burn the World Waltz by Kevin MacLeod. A link to the license and his website will be in the show notes. Moon Harbor Heroes is played using Masks A New Generation, written by Brendan Conway and produced by Magpie Games. Our logo was designed by Beautiful Beasties. She can be found on Instagram at beastly.doodles or on Patreon at patreon.com slash beautifulbeasties. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at moonharborheroes at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at moonharborcast. If you enjoyed this issue, please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice or tell a friend. Five-star reviews and word of mouth are really the best way for us to keep bringing these stories to more people. And thank you so much for helping us save the world. We'll see you next issue. Also, I didn't want to bring this up immediately to avoid trampling on emotions, but did Jimmy just imply that he doesn't know the difference between Link and Mario? <laughs> or was he saying that he plays as just the red tunic link i think i was aiming for red tunic link but i love the implication that he thought mario was link and zelda <laughs> that's one oh, no, better zelda's luigi of course the green one. oh yeah zelda's luigi the green one is zelda <laughs> the tall one with the mustache that's not zelda that's no that's zelda oh okay 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 <laughs> I was waiting for you to be like,
and Uncle Aurelio played Pikachu, so I could be like, or played Kirby, and I, so I could be like, oh, well, he's been a monster all along. Hey, don't talk shit on my main man Kirby. And as my funny right, little guy. For the record, on the podcast, Donkey, Chon- Donkey Kong Donkey is the biggest. Donkey, Chonkus. Donkey Kong Chonkus. is the biggest cheater character. <laughs> like, uh, that's what I always felt Kirby was. <laughs> they can both just I mean, like they can pick up the the other fighter and jump over the side, throw them. Are, I mean, yeah. yes, in the first Super Smash, Kirby is the best character. That has not been the case since then. <laughs> Uh, he's forever going to be Donkey Chunk in my head from now on. <laughs> Donkey Chunk. Donkey Chunk. I, I'll save it for the break to tell a weird story vaguely related to Donkey Kong. <laughs> 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 right.